We'll do 93 million miles. I don't know if you're playing that. 93 million miles. Just because we don't have, we have very little experience on that one. I wish I would have looked at that before we came. Judy and Keiko.
93 million miles from the sun People get ready, get ready Cause here it comes A light of beautiful light Over the horizon Into the rise Oh Something sounds off The system sounds off I think I messed it up Ninety-three million miles from the sun People get ready, get ready Cause here it comes, a light, a beautiful light Over the horizon into the rise Oh my, my, how beautiful Oh my beautiful mother She told me, son, in life you're gonna go far if you do right, you love where you are. Just know, wherever you go, you can always come back home. 240,000 miles from the moon. We've come a long way to be long here to share this view of the night glorious night over the land and by the bright sky oh my my
I'm going to go fast anyway. Ninety-three million miles from the sun. People get ready, get ready. Cause here it comes, it's a light, a beautiful light Over the horizon into a rise So my, my, how beautiful Oh, my beautiful mother She told me so In life you're gonna go far If you do right, you'll love where you are Just know Wherever you go Always come back home. Two hundred forty thousand miles from the moon, we've come a long way to belong here. To share this view of the night, the glorious night, over the horizon in another bright sky. Oh my, my, how beautiful Oh my, beautiful father Told me son, sometimes it may seem dark The absence of light is a necessary part Just know you can hold on to with a telescope you can see that your heart's inside of you just know and wherever you go try enough just so that we have a sound check with everybody minus Rachel because she's running to our house for the thing we forgot. Okay. <laughs> and Michelle.
big heavy one and it's got uh, there's going to be the charger with it and it's got electric tape on the, one of the cords the wires okay. um, look right by the front door to the left you're going to laugh but that's where we often drop stuff I think it might be next to the couch by the computer oh, desk or that it's a Lenovo It's very big. It's about the same size as the Acer. It's a Lenovo. it would be lined up evenly with the desk and it would be right like in between the desk
Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this time where we get to celebrate Brian's life. Um, when, when you start a, a service like this, uh, it's always kind of conflicting. 
you know, your, your heart is heavy. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pain that uh, we can't deny that's associated with um, us not being able to see somebody that we care about very much for a while. Uh, and yet, in the background of that pain, there's this incredible hope and joy that we have in Christ that um, death is not the end. And although we may miss Brian for a period, uh, if our, our faith is in Christ uh, as his was, then we get to see him again. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And so, uh, as we start today, let me just open us up with a word of prayer. Uh, and then let's celebrate uh, what God has done through Brian Walquist. Father, I ask that your grace would be upon everybody here, that we would know uh, just the reality of uh, the hope and the peace and the joy that comes uh, in knowing that you love us and that you have provided a way beyond death. And God, I also um, ask that you would allow us to grieve well uh, those who are uh, missing Brian and uh, still feel and we'll feel for a while the hole uh, that his passing leaves in our lives. Uh, God, we ask that you would allow us to see that in the right context, to, to uh, see that in uh, pain that is um, uh, backed by your peace and your grace and your mercy and your love. And uh, Lord, I do ask that this time would be uh, a time where we can turn our hearts and our minds towards you. Uh, God, I'd ask that your spirit would speak to us, that we would um, have a right perspective uh, on uh, both the hardship that we experience in life and the joy that we have because of your great love for us. And so, God, we just ask that you would be present. Uh, we ask a special blessing on those that were closest to Brian, that you would console them, that you would give them, uh, just wrap your arms around them, Lord. Um, and we ask that uh, today would be pleasing for you and that you would remind us of the great hope we have in Christ uh, as we consider both life and death. And uh, we thank you for Brian. We thank you for who you are. And uh, we just ask your blessing on our time to get together. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of Brian's passions was music. He was like one of the main contributors to our worship team that you see up here. This is just a small chunk of us. But he was our sound guy, one of our main sound guys. And so one way we want to honor him and remember him is by doing some of his favorite worship songs. So if you're comfortable and willing, if you guys would be willing to stand up, because that's what worship is, we're going to start with two of his favorites. One of them is Enough by Elias Dummer. He is actually the one who entered, or Brian is the one who introduced this song to the team. He asked us, um, he asked Stephen and me one time if we would be willing to do this one. So when Stephen was leading a Sunday, um, we introduced it. Ended up being one of our favorites. And then we're also going to do Loving My Jesus by Casting Crowns. Also another church favorite. He mentioned a few times he really enjoyed that one. So here we go. I am not 
You you can be seated. He has good taste in music, doesn't he? I just want to uh, ask you to make sure you listen to the words of the songs that we have already sung in just a few moments when they come back up, a couple of the other songs that Brian loved. I want you to listen to the words. If, if you think about the words and the message of these songs, it brings us hope. Amen? Even in the time of grieving, it brings hope. It brings comfort. It brings healing. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be reading a passage of Scripture in a moment that I think will be a help, be an encouragement to all of us and be an encouragement to you. But before I do, um, I will mention this, that in a little bit, Brian's brother Stephen is going to come up and kind of talk a lot about Brian and um, kind of give you just kind of a, a life sketch, if you will, uh, of Brian. But just a few things that I, I think about. Um, the last few weeks for me as pastor, um, I've only known coming to this church as Brian being the sound guy, like he was here. Like he and I were the first ones here coming in each morning. So the last few weeks is for me, honestly, has been kind of different. It's kind of weird because I'm expecting to see Brian. And I'm expecting, you know, him to be walking around and turning everything on and, and, and doing those things. And, um, and then sometimes it depends on the mood, depended on the day. He would send, share with me a funny reel. One of the ones he shared with me is right there in the front, more cowbell, more cowbell. And I'll never forget he sent me that. And he, we sat, he showed it to me and we sat out there and then he sent, he'd send me all these funny memes. And I love that he had such a great, we have a twisted personality, you know, <laughs> twisted sense of humor. And once he found out that I had a twisted sense of humor, like he had a twisted sense of humor, boy, let me tell you, I would get at random hours. It could be at one o'clock in the morning and bam, I would get one from him, you know, and I would look at it and, and laugh, you know, and, uh, you know, just I, I appreciated that about him. But it is, I'll be honest, like coming in, it's just different. It's a new different because uh, for years now coming in, it was Brian and I here early, turning everything on and the lights, and then him telling me, don't touch anything on the platform. Don't touch anything. I'm like, yes, sir, aye, aye, captain, you know. Don't touch a thing. Brian, you need help. And you know what he said the one time? If you want to help, stay off the platform. Stay away. So, Brian, just for you. There you go. I know you saw it. There you go, just for you. Coming in and getting ready, well, getting ready today, it's just weirdest things, things that trigger your memory, the weirdest things. I was getting ready, and I was like, well, what shoes am I going to wear? And I looked down, and I'm like, I got to wear the Vans. Brian and I had the same shoes, and when we'd walk around, I'd see him, and I'd joke with him about our, our shoes. And it was just the weirdest thing today. As I was putting them on, it just triggered my memory. Every time I walk through the front door, uh, you guys could appreciate this. Every time I walk through that front door, I think of Brian. And the reason why is because um, the doors were not working. The locks would not work, and they would not work. And we had, 
I'm not going to say which company because I don't want to hate on them in public, you know. But we had, let's just say, an elite door company come through to look at it and fix it. <laughs> Won't throw it out there. And uh, we spent hundreds of hundreds of dollars, and they sent their best, and they were going to fix it, you know. And like a week later, same problem, didn't work, didn't work. And so they sent someone out again. I'm not making these stories up, okay. They sent someone again, and like, it's, it's not, we can't get it to work. It won't work. It's impossible. You need do, new doors. And I don't remember the exact number. I don't think I'm exaggerating. It was like between seven dollars or $9,000 for the two front doors. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We need carpeting. We need painting. We need other things. And Brian's like, eh, eh, I'll look at it, you know. You guys know Brian. I'll look at it. I'll never forget this. We had, like, kind of a work day. I come upstairs, and the, he has, like, the doors, like, oh, I think even pulled them off the hinges, had them off. He's working on them. And uh, by, ne- by the next morning, come in. Key works perfectly. The door's been working now, and he saved us, like, seven or $8,000, you know. That guy could just about do anything, fix anything, just about do anything, you know, and he is greatly missed around here with the worship team and this church body and missed by so many of you. I want to read a quick passage of scripture for you. It says this in First Thessalonians, Paul, the apostle, St. Paul, the apostle was writing to a church that was going through suffering. Um, in fact, um, such persecution that many of the church members were being executed and martyred for their faith. And so he's writing a church that's grieving. And I want you to just notice what the words of the Apostle Paul says to this church. And I want to just share these words with you. He says, brethren, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep, those who have have gone on. He says this. He says, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven and with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. When I read this passage and I was thinking about sharing with you just some encouraging words, a number of words stood out to me as I read this passage. And I just circled the words and I highlighted them. I have no notes, but I just kind of circled these words when I was thinking about today, thinking about this time that we'll have together as we are celebrating the life of Brian. I want to remind you, we're not just celebrating his life, we're celebrating his eternal life through Jesus Christ. The scripture says this, he says, one of the words that stood out to me is grieve. Grieve. Can I tell you, as a follower of Christ, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to, to miss Brian. The Bible never says not to grieve. He just says, as followers of Christ, we grieve differently. We do grieve, but we grieve because another word I highlighted is the word hope. Because we have hope. 
And so I want to encourage you with the fact that grieving will come in waves. It may be a smell. It may be a pair of shoes. It may be walking through the front doors. It may be a song. It may be a memory that will bring back this aspect of, I miss him. I miss my son. I miss my brother. I miss my, you know, I miss him. And can I tell you this? It's okay. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus wept. Even Jesus wept. When he went to the graveside of his dear friend, the Bible says that Jesus wept. And so I want to say to you that as Christians, as followers of Christ, sometimes we think, well, it's not spiritual. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be grieving. I shouldn't be upset or I shouldn't miss him. No, can I tell you this? That, that that's natural. It's natural. And the Bible says here, grieve. But I want to encourage you with this. He says, don't grieve like, like the rest of men who have no hope. Because we have the hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we're here celebrating the life of Brian, although much shorter than what we would ever, ever imagine and much shorter than what we would want. We are celebrating the eternal life that he has in Christ, and that brings us hope. Another word that's highlighted was this. It talks about that the Lord will be, will, will be coming back and that they will be caught up. But he says, certainly, he says, certainly, they will not precede those who have fallen asleep. It's certain. He says you have the Lord's word on it. That, that because of Brian's faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and because of that hope in Christ, it is certain. It is certain. It is a certain thing that says, says that they'll be with the Lord. Another word that stands out as I was reading through this passage, I love this, is the word together. You will be together again. We will be together again. That there will be a day where we will all be reunited. That we will be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ because he says this, we will be together. We will meet in the air. Notice what it says, and so you will be with the Lord. So we will be together again. We will be with the Lord. And I love this word forever. Forever. Life here on earth is so short. I will say this as a church family and a church body and in your family. In the last few weeks, we've seen that life is fragile, that life is short. But I want to remind us of something that, that as fragile and as short as life is here, there is the promise of eternal life forever, amen, with the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. And that is the hope that we have. And then the scripture says this, therefore, encourage, encourage each other with these words. I want to encourage you with these words that, yes, it's okay to grieve, but we grieve as those who have hope, knowing that, listen, that there is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And, and we grieve knowing that someday we will be together with the Lord forever. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for these encouraging words. Lord, from the scriptures, Lord, we do, we miss, I miss my brother in Christ, I miss him. Lord, as a church body and as friends and as family and loved ones, Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would comfort them. 
Lord, I pray that the, these words of the Apostle Paul, that the scriptures, Lord, that the scripture says it's a certain thing. Lord, we are certain. We are, we are today grieving with hope, knowing that Brian is, is with you. And that someday we will be together. We look forward to that day where we will be reunited. And the most precious thing about that is we will be with you. That we will all be together with you and in your presence. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will comfort. I pray that you would please, Lord, uh, the, the, this, the, the void that is being felt. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would fill that void. I pray you'd give comfort. We thank you. Lord, for these wonderful friends and family. Lord, we thank you for the life that Brian had. We celebrate his life today. We give you praise and honor and glory. Lord, I, I just thank you, Lord, for how you use Brian to be a blessing to so many people. Lord, he was such a blessing to this church. He was a blessing to myself and, and my family. And Lord, I know he is a blessing to so many others. We thank you for the precious life that you've given him. Lord, in the days that you gave him, we, we give you thanks. But we today give you thanks, Lord, for eternal life through Jesus Christ. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, if everybody is willing to stand up, we've got a couple more songs we're going to do now. First one we're going to do is Revelation Song. That's another church favorite. And he expressed to all of us quite a few times, he loved working with the whole worship team, but he really liked this particular song with this group. So we're going to do that song. And then the second song is way more upbeat. We're going to do Old Church Choir. We can all just see him. He would stand up in the sound booth. He'd get everything set. And every time we had like a big guitar strum, he'd be up, up in the sound booth dancing away. You would never know it. He made sure nobody ever saw it, but we all saw it, and it's like permanently ingrained in our brains. Every time we have big guitar strums, we can just see Brian up there doing his, this thing. It's great. So, here we go. Oh 
talking in front of groups, so, <laughs> and this is the hardest time to do it. Um, I'm basically reading the obituary, if you read that, but with added, added information, and then we'll do uh, a time of memories if I've got some, and then if you have them and want to come up, you're welcome to. Um, Brian was born in Anchorage, Alaska to his parents, Kent Walquist and Don Wilsey, and he was with them as they moved around the country for Kent's, or my dad's, um, pilot work until they ultimately settled in San Diego. He was the oldest of the two of us. Um, Brian attended Hilltop High School and finished his last year at a program that NASCO Shipyard did for high school students. They could spend their last year uh, doing high school classes and then trades at the shipyard and then had an opportunity to work at the shipyard after, which he did. Um, his, he was a multi-trade pipe fitter at that shipyard. Um, <clears throat> after a few years at NASCO, he realized his true passion was to operate ships, not build them. Um, it was a dirty, rough job building them, crawling through tight spaces, and he wasn't a big fan. But he stayed there a few years. Um, he started his first boating job as a deckhand with Harbor Tug and Barge working on a tugboat, moving sand from Mexico to San Diego for projects in the bay. Um, during that time, he was encouraged by some of the, uh, the people he was working on, the, the tugboats, and then also a, uh, a group that was restoring um, old boats uh, to look at going to school for maritime transportation. Um, he went on to earn a bachelor's of science degree in maritime or marine transportation uh, from California Maritime Academy in 2009. After graduating Cal Maritime Academy, Brian was hired by the National Response Corporation. They were a company working in the Gulf down by Louisiana after the Deep Horizon oil spill, which was to this day no, known as the largest marine oil spill in petroleum history. Um, he enjoyed the boat, the people in Louisiana, but I remember him complaining a lot about the humidity and constant sweating. Um, 
From, from there, he was hired on with Ares Marine Corporation, working on oil rig supply ships in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, he worked as a dynamic positioning officer and a mate on the Betty Fancu, which was a 292-foot boat, 3,764 3, gross tons, and then the Kylie Williams, which was a 225-foot boat. These ships, as a dynamic positioning officer, um, they're responsible for making sure the boat stays in one position. If they've got in, uh, motor or engines that'll rotate around uh, 360 degrees to hold them in position while they're supplying the oil rigs. Uh, following his time at Ares Marine uh, Corporation, he started a new job with Military Sealift Command as a third mate and later moved into a second mate position on their ships. Um, MSC operates ships all over the world, supplying Navy ships. Uh, they move uh, anything they need. Um, one of the ships he was on had arms, uh, weapons. Uh, another ship was without that and just had more uh, supplies. Um, that job took him all over the world. A few places I remember him talking about were Singapore, which he loved exploring the area. Uh, Diego Garcia was his last post, and he hated that place because he was stuck there for an additional three months or something longer than he was supposed to be. Um, he went to Thailand, Peru, Fiji, and a bunch of other places. Um, where am I at? Two pages. In 2017, he moved from San Diego up to here to Cedar City to live closer to our mom and me and family. Um, well, well, here he took up day trading. Um, he also became, he was coined the Wikipedia of bearable traders, which is a big trading group of, it's a trading platform of group of day traders to help each other, that help each other out. Brian was able to find anything that anyone needed um, support-wise on the website. Um, since then, we've received so many comments from the people of that group of how helpful Brian was. Um, always selfless, didn't care what the question was, was always the quickest to respond as a tech support. Um, he also worked for the, the owner of that group, also owned a company called Peak Capital, where he was a technical, technical support. He was a risk manager, and then late, more uh, lately, he was a senior trader for that company. Uh, Brian had a passion for music and sound, and he was an integral part of our church um, and the worship team. He had an amazing talent for making the team sound like pros, because we're not. We do our best, but he, he could make the best sound come out of this room as possible. Um, he, he would come here. Um, way before we did, he'd come on days that we weren't here just to tune the room. Um, he also helped uh, some other churches in town with their sound systems and, and was always selfless with that. If people needed or requested his help, he, would, he was there and would help with whatever. Um, he would, let's see, I already talked about that. He was extremely re reliable. Um, for I think three, maybe three years straight, he didn't miss one Sunday. Even if he was sick, he would show up. Um, 
and he'd prep uh, so we didn't have to do anything when we got here. Uh, <clears throat> he was a brilliant man who enjoyed helping people. He had an unbelievable and he was unbelievably intelligent in many different areas, particularly with cars, boats, music, sound, computers, electronics, and technology. He enjoyed explaining his passions to anyone who asked, and he knew how to explain the most complex concept and concepts in the simplest terms. Brian was not one to be in the spotlight. He preferred to help people behind the scenes. Several people have come forward with how much he helped them, but he never sought any attention for this help. Whether it was a friend moving, someone needing help with cars, or checking on his family's homes, uh, he often checked on our house if we went on vacation and took care of our cat um, without question. Um, and he was the one we could all rely on. Along with his passions, Brian loved to laugh and had a great sense of humor. Many since his passing have mentioned videos, memes, and reels that he would send randomly just to add a bit of humor to the moment. There are so many inside jokes he was responsible for that were sure to make everyone smile. One of the big ones here with the worship team was the cowbell. Um, and then Brian's preceded in death by his, his grandpa, Jack Walquist, and his grandparents, Gladys and Denman Claypool, and he's survived by his grandma, Cynthia Walquist, mother, Don Wilsey, father, Kent Walquist, me, uh, and, and three, and his three nephews, stepsister, Deanna, foster sister, Sabrina, and all his aunts, uncles, and cousins. Okay. I'm gonna shift from that to some memories, and then if you, if anyone wants to come up, you're welcome to. Um, this is one that my mom told me about. I was, wasn't born yet, or was too young to remember. Um, from an early age, Brian loved music. Whenever they would enter a store that had music playing, he pulled their mom through the store, searching for the, the yayo. <laughs> he looked around, he looked around the backside of check stands, open doorways, or any other hiding places until he could find the radio. He introduced me to me personally to so many artists and types of music, um, from Harry Connick Jr., John Mayer, to Smashing Pumpkins. He had a broad, broad range of music that he loved. Uh, when I first started trying to sing, I would record myself on his laptop because he had one and I didn't. I'd play guitar and sing and it was more of a secret thing because I wasn't good. Um, but Brian found my recording and then turned me and said, I didn't know you could sing like that. Oh, and then I just say, it wasn't great singing, but coming from Brian. Great time. <laughs> If Brian complimented you, it was a, it was a huge compliment because he was pretty honest with his feedback. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're, 
we're really lucky to have Brian for the last six six years here running our sound. And um, whatever he worked on, he worked on it until it sounded as perfect as possible. I uh, got a couple more. <clears throat> um, we grew up um, on both the, the Chula Vista Golf Course and then Teclote Canyon in San Diego. Um, we do, we'd run around the hills in Teclote Canyon a bunch. There's trails and um, lots of trees and stuff to climb. Um, one of the particular memories there, the cactus were in bloom, or they had fruit. And so we decided we were gonna go pick one of the fruit and try it, and didn't realize they were covered in little fine spines. So we kept the fruit, ran back to the house, got the spines out and tried the fruit, and it was really good, so it was worth it, but. <laughs> um, and then uh, at the Chula Vista Golf Course in Benito, we got to, uh, after hours, it was a big, basically open grass playground. Um, we, we played with RC on the grass. We looked for golf balls, and then Brian, at one point, decided he was going to see how close he could get to skunks and not get sprayed. There are a lot of skunks out there. I think the closest he got was about 10 feet away, he said. But he would spend hours out there trying to track them. <laughs> um, last story I've got. I've just, I've got, Brian has always looked out for others, and if he knew there was a need, he was there. Shortly after we bought our home here, our second home here in Cedar, um, we found out we had a severe water leak. Our water bill is $500, um, but we were on our way out of town, so we couldn't do anything. Brian spent, I think, a week searching for that leak for us. Uh, we couldn't find it with all the searching, and so... We went ahead and put a new line in, and he spent days digging a trench under our deck where we couldn't get the trencher. Um, he also helped install our new power lines that we ran at the house. He just, whatever we needed, if we hadn't needed anything or he knew or could figure out we needed anything, he was there. Um, he had a, he was, he loved animals. Like I said, when we'd go out of town, he was at our house and would spend hours with our cat. Keeping, it, keeping her company. Um, Brian also helped another friend renovate and paint their home that was in need of a major repair for about a month. Just voluntarily went over and helped. Um, and then another good friend of ours came forward and um, said, no one really knows how much Brian really did for everyone. He said he was personally, he said personally when he was going through a rough time, um, Brian would show up and tell him to get in, get in the car and they would go to the hobby store or down to the, the bay um, just to get him out for a little bit. And then uh, with his trading company, the comments keep coming in about how, how welcoming and helpful Brian was to new traders and never made them feel dumb with their questions. That's all I've got, and I probably can't go any longer. So if you have any memories with, of Brian, with Brian, anything you want to bring up, we'll have the mic up here. 
And then after that, we're going to close with maybe not Brian's favorite songs. He liked a lot of music, but one that he brought up a lot that he loved. So. I'm his sister-in-law, so I'll start it. So if I'm not up here singing, I'm back on the drum set. I'm the backup drummer. I'm not quite as good as David, but I can make it work. And along with the cowboy joke, because that was always aimed at me every single time I was up there, um, there was one Sunday, I think I was pregnant with our oldest kid, who's three and a half now. And we were halfway through a song Sunday morning, and my hands weren't working properly, and I hucked my drumstick across the stage in the middle of the song. And I didn't really know what to do, so I just stopped playing and went up and grabbed it and sat back down and kept playing. And every Sunday after that, when I would go sit down, Brian had an extra drumstick hiding in the curtain back there, just in case. That was, that was like hit the epitome of Brian. He saw a need and he made sure everything was exactly where it was supposed to go. So the other one that really gets us, um, Brian was very serious, um, just at his face. And sometimes he had a hard time with little kids because they're loud, they're sticky, the whole nine yards. He taught our boys that he was mean Uncle Brian, scary Uncle Brian. And about uh, probably three months ago, um, we were getting ready to come into church, and I'm like, hey, who's going to be there, bud? And Blake looked at me and said, Uncle Brian. Scary Uncle Brian. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, he's mean. And I'm like, well, who else is going to be there? And he went, Grandma Dawn, she's okay. So those are a couple of my favorites. I'll just leave this up here if anybody else wants to come up.
Well, um, I'm Nolan. Uh, I go to church over at Sunrise, and man, there, there was a time there, maybe a two-year period, maybe, where Brian was there almost every Thursday helping us with our sound. And man, we, we had struggles, and he was determined, man. Sound was like his, his domain, you know. Um, you know, I, I have a friend who, who goes here to Red Hills, and uh, I, I mentioned Brian, and he's like, well, that sound guy? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I left something in the sound booth, but I was afraid to go in because <laughs> he's kind of intense about the sound, man. <laughs> and... I was like, no, you, you just don't understand him, you know. <laughs> he was so service-oriented. I, I, you know, um, as we've heard so much, uh, you know, he had those strong opinions. Uh, one time I complimented his car, uh, the Porsche, right? And I was like, this is nice. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, eh? He's like, it's just an Audi with better leather. I'm like. <laughs> In talking about cars, um, there's one time my car uh, wouldn't start. You know, I was already at church and deduced it was the starter. And he's like, oh, the solenoid this and this and that. And if hit it with a hammer, it could start. I'm like, I think I'll just get it towed. Thank you, though. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, I, I play guitar over at Sunrise, and um, one of my amps broke down, and I just mentioned it, and he's like, hold on, and he, like, ran to his car, came back with a multimeter, and was checking every place where power could not go through, and that, that, was, that, was, that was special. He took it home with him and brought it back and knew exactly what was wrong with it, and it, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, there was a time I ran into him at a gas station in Nevada, uh, in Gene, Gene, Nevada. And every time he got gas there, he made a point to text me that he was in Gene, Nevada, <laughs> and that I wasn't there that time. <laughs> uh, he sent me music all the time. Uh, and, you know, he, he'd come in and and I'd, I'd play a guitar solo on a certain song, and he would, he would text me later that week, and he'd send me like a Queen song or something, and be like, you reminded me of that. And that was, that was special. And he really, he really believed in me as a musician. I mean, I was pretty, pretty new to guitar pretty new to playing with a group, pretty new to, to worship. And he would ask me to come play here. And that was just the most special thing that, that he, he wanted me to come out to his church and trying to recruit me for the Christmas service. And uh, it was just the biggest confidence boost in... Um, in as I've heard, he he would never BS anyone like that. Like that. it was it was a genuine opinion, and it was it was like the opinion that mattered to me the most, and it was it was really special. So uh, 
yeah, I'm going to miss him a lot. Hi, I'm Bianca. Um, I sing on the worship team, so I've known Brian for since I started. And a memory of him was when I started, I was like a sophomore in high school, so I was like really shy and I was scared singing in front of the congregation. So to like build my confidence, and I'm pretty sure he liked to joke with me, he would make me really, 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 really low. So that way I would have to like shout into the mic <laughs> just to be somewhat heard. And then all of a sudden he would just bring it all the way up and it'd be so loud. And I was like, what the heck, man? And he's just up there laughing his head. I was like, that's not funny. And he's like, it's funny to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my first this week was my first time being up here without him, and it was really weird. I'm like, I'm taking out my own batteries. I can, I'm doing things on my own. He spoiled us. He really did. Um, I'm going to miss him. Yeah. I was part of the worship team for a while and I was the bass player and uh, the worship leader always says turn down the bass it's too loud and the bass player is going no it's not but <laughs> but we do it anyway just to please the worship leader well so Brian told me later he said don't worry about it he said when, once we get started, he says, I go ahead and turn your way up. <laughs> Just so you know, Michelle.
do it because I love this guy. So I'm the middle um, daughter and Aunt Dawn was the youngest of three girls and my grandfather, all these stories I'm hearing, really he reminds me a lot of my grandfather. My grandfather did the acoustics in his church and he had three girls and 
My mom went on to have three girls, and then my older aunt Velma, she went on to have a girl, and so my poor grandfather, I'm sure he's like, come on. So when Aunt Dawn got pregnant, oh my gosh, we were so flippin' excited. A boy's coming into our world, and us girls, oh my God. When she, they finally moved from Anchorage down to California, and we saw him for the first time. We were reading to him, he was really young, and me and Jolene always talk about this, this is my sister back here. We'd always, we always talk about this whenever we talk about Brian, is there's a book, a child's book, it's called Marmaduke and it's about a dog. And so we were trying to teach Brian how to say Marmaduke. And so he said, Marmaduke. And so every time we think of Brian, that's what we think of. Well, needless to say, I'm eight years older than him, and so we lived in different areas and grew up and didn't talk much, and the weirdest thing happened. We connected probably about four years ago. And He's always, like you guys have mentioned, he's very smart. He's so bright. His dad's very bright. His mom's very bright. And so I just, you know, I just thought, he's too good for me. He's too smart. He doesn't want to hang out with me. And he came into my world, and he brought me in. He knew I loved to hear about day trading, but I'm not good at any of that stuff. Like, just, I don't want to touch money anymore when it comes to stocks because I'm not good at it. But he, he had a mind for it, and he loved talking about it. I loved hearing about it. And these memes, he sent me memes too, and I thought I was so special. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me. I must be smart enough for him. He's obviously loves a lot of people, and he opened up. He opened up a lot since he's moved up here. I don't know, I don't remember him ever being that way. And so, I, that's why I drove from Phoenix with my husband and my son to come up to this service, because they are having another one in San Diego. But this is where I felt like he connected with a bunch of people, and I wanted to see these people that he connected with. And it really warms my heart that he has this beautiful circle of people in his life, so. Thank you. While Stephen's getting everything set up for our last song, this is one, you guys can just listen to the words. He told us several times that he absolutely loves Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz was a musical, or is a musical genius. He loved the way that his music sounded, the way all of it came together, and how it was very simple. If you listen to anything with Jason Mraz, it's not super complex, but it's just brilliantly written. And one that he mentioned to us quite a bit was 93 Million Miles. So that's one we're going to sing. And then um, before that, um, Don asked me just to thank everybody that's 
come beside us the last few weeks. Um, everybody that's been texting us, checking in on us, um, helping us with this house, everything. Um, everybody who decided to come up from the service, we've got for the service, we've got people here from California, Nebraska, Arizona, all over Cedar City, um, Hurricane, St. George. If, yep, Washington. Yep, Washington. All over the place. So just thank you guys for being willing to come up and just celebrate Brian with us. And everybody who's helped put together this service, um, worship team, and everybody that's played today, I know that was a crazy hard thing to say yes to, but thank you for doing that. Thank you for letting us steal you from sunrise for a day. We appreciate it. Um, and everybody who helped us decorate yesterday and all those that are doing the food downstairs after the service. So you guys are awesome. So we'll go ahead and do our last song. We haven't played this song many times through, and the bridge is tricky, so we'll do our best. It's not, I don't think, really a song that's meant to be copied like worship songs, so we'll see where we can get with it.
sun. People get ready, get ready, cause here it comes, a light, a beautiful light, over the horizon into a rise. Would you all stand with me as we close? After we close, you're invited to come down and join the family for some refreshments downstairs. I was just thinking, uh, as we listened to the music and heard the stories about Brian, and uh, I, I was wondering if maybe he, he went sooner than we expected him to go to heaven because maybe they were having some sound problems with the angelic choir. <laughs> And they needed his expertise. <laughs> it's always a shock and a surprise and uh, hurts even more, I think, when someone young um, who's vital and so loved uh, is taken from us. Uh, and we don't know why. We don't know God's timing. But God's timing is perfect. We know that. So as we... Uh, as we Think about Brian and rejoice in, in what God did using him here. Let's also rejoice with Brian for what he's experiencing right now. Uh, Mercy Me sang a song I can only imagine, and that keeps playing in my head. Lord, thank you for this time. We thank you for what you have done through Brian to touch so many lives, as we've heard today. Thank you that you love him so much. And Lord, we, we don't understand your timing. For us, it seems like it's just far too soon. Yet you tell us in your word, in, in the book of Psalms, that you have each of our days numbered. And Lord, we, we know that you, nobody can add to or take away the days you've already got planned for us. So we thank you for him. Lord, thank you for receiving him back to yourself. We thank you for what he's experiencing, and we can only imagine what it's going to be like for us, too. I pray for you to encourage um, us, especially his family, Lord, as the waves of griefs come and go, as Pastor Joe shared. Um, give them peace and joy in the midst of the sorrow, and help us, keep, each one of us, to keep looking up to when you take us home. We love you and we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
You don't have what it takes Cause it's all you can do Just to move, much less finish the race But don't forget What lies ahead Don't be mad if I cry, it just hurts so bad sometimes. 
Where? 